The following podcast is a Dear Media production. The Skinny Confidential has revamped the shaving cream. I have been shaving my face since I was in high school. I was using those shitty razors on my face and literally using like my dad's shaving cream to shave my face. I found that when I used my dad's shaving cream, I got a better shave. But the problem was their shitty ingredients in the shaving cream. So when I decided that I wanted to revamp women's facial razors, I took it very seriously. I got involved with every little detail from how the razor feels to a thumbprint on there to making it thick and silicone pretty. I also even created a custom razor where you could remove the heads of the razor so you can replace it. I was really frustrated with only being able to use those shitty razors like once because they would spread bacteria. So now I've created this razor with the team where you can remove the heads and you have fresh blades. So because of all those shitty ingredients too that were in men's shaving cream, I decided to create the first ever women's face shaving cream. So you can use this with your razor. It's absolutely incredible because the ingredients are actually good for your skin. So we did shea butter, cocoa butter, olive oil. We did like a nourishing blend of vitamin E And this promotes cell regeneration, which is amazing for the skin. So that medley is insane for the skin. And it's really going to help you perfect the shave on your face. There's so many videos on at the Skinny Confidential on Instagram of how to shave your face. If you haven't tried it, you have to. It makes your makeup lay nicer and your skin glow. And of course, we have a code for you. You can also get the Shave At Kit, which comes with the razor and the cream. Go to shopskinnyconfidential.com and use code PINKSHAVE. You get 20% off. That's code pink shave for 20% off. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Aha. We need to give some back to, and we have this platform to go on. We want to be the anti-supplement supplement company. Like, why can't we do advocacy work and be thought leaders in this space? That's our goal, right? Like, if we just want to sling some subs out of the back of our car, like, we're doing a shitty job, right? Because we make high-quality things that have high costs, we're premium, and it's kind of complicated, right? If we wanted to make a lot of money, we would just sling low-quality things, do really good branding and marketing, which that's not who we are. Like, you don't get change if you don't try. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. Today, we're sitting down with my friend, Jeff Byers, who is the co-founder and CEO of Momentus. They're absolutely changing the performance game when it comes to health and wellness and supplementation. They have products that world-class performers use on a daily basis to enhance their lives. And this episode covers so much when it comes to health and wellness. We talk about what kind of research you should be doing on your supplements before you take them and why it's so important to do the research beforehand. We talk about women in creatine. This has become a huge subject. We talk about women in weightlifting. We talk about libido and men's libido, hormone regulation, talking about testosterone, testosterone replacement therapy, and is there a better solution? We dive right into that here. And everything you need to know about being a high performer. Jeff and the team at Momentus have some of the most stringent certifications when it comes to their products. And they've actually won government grants to fund some of the company's initiatives. This episode is for anyone who wants to drive better performance, learn more about supplementation, and figure out what's going to work best for their body. With that, Jeff, welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. 
This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Welcome to the show. This has been a long time coming. We've been talking for a while now. I have been a big fan of your products, of your company. I'm sure many others have been as well. Lauren doesn't realize this. Every time I give you that sleep cocktail when we're traveling and we can't sleep, it's actually Jeff's. I, I just, do know I, that. I know, you that. know that. You, know you that. give me some sleep cocktail, which I'm like, what is in this? Because I go to sleep. I don't wake up the whole night, which is amazing. I don't even wake up to go to the bathroom and then I wake up so fully rested. I'm obsessed with it. I don't know what it is. I thought it was a tranquilizer. Well, you should do it not only when you're traveling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we do it all the time. But but when we're, tra- you know, like when you're traveling, what I love about it so much is like you get all discombobulated in yeah. hotels and you get all messed up, especially in different time zones. Like talking you, about jet lag. Yeah. yeah. And jet lag. And I just feel like it, it boom, it gets you. You need to prioritize in those moments. Yeah, yes. for sure. Okay. We're going to, I'm sure this episode is going to go all over the place as we typically do. But I think to start... Would love to get for the audience some context on you and how you even got interested in supplementation, wellness, health in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so I go way back. So I was uh, Gatorade player of the year in high school as a football player, I played offensive line, and I was one of the top recruited players going into college. My like claim to fame, my f- fall and fall from the tree was I was up for Nesby. A guy named Dwight Howard won it. He's kind of a big deal compared yeah. to me. But I went to USC, Southern Cal. And, you know, being in Austin, I have some love hate with uh, Longhorns because they beat us in the Rose Bowl and National Championship game when I was there. I went to SC, really highly touted recruit. I actually got hurt my freshman year. I started as a true freshman on that National Championship team and I blew my hip out. And I was basically told I was going to play football again. And as an athlete and a young kid, right, like many of us, like we dreamt of being a pro at something, like absolutely elite, whether it's a, an athlete, a musician, right, an actor. And that got ripped away from me pretty fast. And it became this, does football define me? Does f- sport define me? How do I want to define myself? And I, I feel very lucky. I had a really great stable of people around me. And it was like, nobody feels bad for you. Figure out what you're going to do with your life. And I called the dean of the business school after my dad told me that in some more choice words. And I said, hey, I don't know if I'm ever going to play again. I'm here. I got five years of school paid for. And at that time I had like four and a half years left. And he said, Hey, I can't guarantee you, I get you in grad school, but if you bust your ass, we can, we can, I can guarantee your application application gets looked at. So I ended up uh, getting on track to graduate undergrad in three years, but I missed my whole second year because I uh, had two hip surgeries. And then I was coming back and I blew my back out and missed my whole third year with two back surgeries. So I missed my second and third season and really what happened there and how I really got into wellness, like I was a genetic mutant, right? I'm a freak. To be, to be oh, that good, like you just have to be in a unique, in a unique space. But well, you all, know, because I used to play Pop Warner football yeah. and then I started playing football. And what happened was I got to high school and I started playing and I was up against guys like you that to your point, you were a genetic freaks. And yeah. I was like five foot five in, in high school, you know, maybe 125 pounds wet. And I was like, oh, yeah. fuck this. Like I'm out. Yeah. Because, uh, just like, yeah. At some point you got to look and be like, okay, God didn't give me this, this yeah. talent. Why were you a genetic mutant? What, what do you mean by that? You were just like, you, you could feel that you were like unique because to, of your stature. Yeah. To get to like, to be that good, right. To be that fast, to be that strong, to be that resilient. Like it just like, you don't, there's not that many people out there. Like I'm six, four. I played at three ten, wow. my heaviest. Holy shit. Um, and you just like, not a lot of people can move or put on muscle mass. Like if I like start training hard, like I just turn into muscle, right? Like it just, there's genetic make, like just like all of us. Right? Question: What did you like when you when you were growing up? Were you always a big kid? Did you like? I was, always, I was always a big kid, but I wasn't like 
big. I, I was, yeah, yeah, I was always big. Like I was six three my freshman or my freshman year in high school. Yeah, see, right? that's what I'm saying. Like and strong. Get, yeah. But like so that's Michael just Michael came up to your penis. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, but I remember being in football practice freshman year. My friend Weston out there, you might have seen him with the broken hand. Yeah. Uh, like I got there and I'm like, dude, we are going, you're practicing with the older guys. And I'm like, they're just getting trucked by yeah. people your size. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm yes. out. Yeah, you just, but so anyway, so like there's just like genetic and then to stay healthy and to come back from injury and things like that, like you're just built differently. Like you have the right, right, right amount of balance, speed, power, all of these things. So anyways, and to get to the level I did, like you gotta, have, I call it being a genetic mutant. It's got like, God, you got to be born with it, right? Like it's, because you're competing with how many other high school kids yeah. to get recruited I mean, somewhere like you, SC. You still got to work your ass off, right? Sure. That doesn't like hard work is mandatory, but like you and I can work the same hard. You're never going to be six four and three hundred pounds and run a sub five second forty. It's not it's possible. Not possible yeah. Um, and that's okay. Uh, so this anyways. is where self awareness yeah. plays a big part in yeah in people's lives. So, anyways, I I had this this devastating injury. And it really made me think what's important and devastating injuries and like big setback. And as an athlete or like as anything in life, when you dedicate so much to it, you let it define you a bit. And I had this big, like hit in the face of like, who am I? Like, what am I here for? Like, that's why I ended up accelerating school and I ended up getting in grad school. I graduated on grad in three and got into Marsh school of business as a you know 21 year old, which is a whole nother story, another podcast. But I also, during that time became really close with the med staff, with the PTs, the strength coaches, all of these experts. Because they were helping you recover? Because they were helping me. And I realized that if I wanted to continue to do what I loved, I had to get close with the the smart people in the room. It wasn't just enough to work hard and be a mutant anymore. It was like, okay, well, I got to really work on my mobility. How do I think about nutrition? Right. I was thinking about, I was doing sleep in college as a college kid. It was like, I was starting to track my sleep when I was like 20. Right? What year was this? Uh, this was 2006. Before any of, like sleep didn't get cool till like a decade ago. Yeah, it was actually right? not cool. To it sleep. was actually not cool. Uh, exactly. But I like diet, nutrition, right? How I trained, like, and when I trained and like when I went to school and all of these things. Anyway, so I got really nerdy into it. And part of it was just, I just became friends with like the top performance doc at USC. And then when I went, and then when I got into the NFL, I started to become, I was friends with the dietitian and the strength coaches and the data scientist. And it was just like, how do you get nuance and what should I be doing? Why should I be doing it? And just like this constant iteration, but realizing that for me, I was still incredibly talented, but I wasn't the best of the best. I needed to find how do I do the little things to optimize what's really important. And that really led me into this, right? Health wellness optimization. And when I retired, I walked into this black hole of what is the market, right? What the hell do I take? Why do I take it? Who do I trust it from? I was used to being around the best minds in the world. And it's like, let, I want to do X better. And they would create a protocol. They would talk about behaviors and they would tailor it to me. And then also they would just give me the best products in the world or like you want to buy them. And so when I walked out and like, I'm like, well, I'm really scared of, about my brain right? Like I still like to perform. And then you just like start Googling shit and Google and your buddies are like equally dangerous, right? They're black holes. They don't give good advice. It's like going into GNC and being like, Hey, what protein should I buy? Not going to get the best one. Right. And that's what I realized. And then I just started that like this never ending nerd out of like curiosity in there. And that's 
pretty much what led to what is momentous now. I mean, about 10 years of like me joining an early stage biotech, really kind of getting right physiology, hard knocks, how the body works, right? The underlying entity become uh, behind momentous came out of that biotech, a really interesting science tech that was funded by the, the department of defense. But it really got me into the space thinking about what are the pillars and the cornerstones and working with experts and really understanding, hey, there's a huge gap. And that gap was what I saw. I didn't know where to go, where, who to use. And I didn't associate with the best brands out there. It was like, I want a partner to help me on my journey. I don't want a pharmaceutical type brand. Sure. And I don't want a bro science brand because that's not my, like, I'm not, I'm not a meathead anymore. You mentioned though i know you said it's another podcast but you did mention something about marshall business school i know that's a super yeah. hard school to get into and it seems like a lot of this is not just only built on your story it's built on the fact that you have a business mind i would love to hear because we have a lot of people who are into the business side how that has also shaped you being the ceo of this yeah so to start with i have a co-founder and she is the genius one Right. I will say like, we have a really unique role. Like I am the visionary, right. Big idea, growth, innovator, and like this crazy connector. And she came from McKinsey and company, which is like the proving ground for badass people in business. And she's what we call the integrator, right? She like runs the day to day, like make sure the engine and the train shows up on time and those things. And I get to go out and do the crazy big things and, and really think about product formulations and iterations and who are we working with and go to Congress and do these crazy things. But she, she is the true like business mind. Like I got my MBA. I love business and I'm, I'm, I have good business acumen, but I'm like, that's not my skill set. Like I, I went from the NFL, played for four years and I jumped into early stage biotech and like learned business hard knocks and then started this company with her. And we were both at the biotech together. And we just kind of like my, like, uh, like I'm a galvanizer. Like I'm super passionate about what we do and I'm, I'm, I nerd out in it. We gravitated towards what we both were really good at because we know you can't, you can't do both at the same time. Like you always need somebody like running, operating, thinking it. Then you need somebody who's incredibly passionate building. How are you getting these big outside wins, like outside shots on goal? Anyways, so. So it sounds like you have both counterparts, which is so important to running a business. What are the pillars that you guys really adhere to? Because this is a unique supplement brand. Yeah, I would say, well, so when we started the company, we weren't in the supplement space. So our vision um, was to be the next great high performance company and right. uh, what, whatever the hell that means. And when right? you define high performance, how do you, what, what, when you think, when you guys thought about your ideal customer, like what does that profile look like? Yeah, it's a, definitely evolved over time. And now we've definitely evolved and minimized like high performance because it doesn't resonate with ev everybody. Like sure. when I think about high performance, I'm like, you're right, like longevity, right? Like how do I perform in my day? Like I care about performance and I want to be the best every single day. I want to win every call I'm on. I want to win every meeting and that's performance. But what we found is high performance is it can scare people, right? And our vision is to democratize high performance. What does that mean? Bring what is being done at the best, the smartest minds, bring it to the consumer, Right. And help make it easy to understand and get people in the right product. So yeah, when you and I first connected and, and Andrew Huberman put us in touch, thanks, Andrew. And what really resonated with me was we were we were talking and you you shared like, listen, this is the kind of stuff that some of the best performers, whether it's in athletics or in business, have access to that maybe 
most people don't know about or don't have access to themselves. And yeah. I think like what hooked me on, I was like, okay, if this is the best of the best, what people are using to perform, whether that's for longevity or in a sport or, you know, for whatever they're doing, I think like that's what got me super interested in, and we're going to get into that. Yeah. But I, you know, I think it's to your point, like I am from that same generation where you walked into a GNC and grabbed like a cytogainer and a muscle milk and like Fr- fruity pebbles flavored. Yeah, yeah, yeah you whatever know. it yeah. was. And like you just you just assume because it's there that that's the stuff you should be taking. Yeah. And you ask the you ask the kid, the 18 year old there, your 18 yourself, 18 year old self goes into GNC and it's like, what should I take? And they're like, this shit gets you jacked. And you're like, in, right? And it's like, that was the wrong move. Right. Cause that's not really what's important. And, and, you know, I don't know if 18 year olds are our core demographic, but when I think about us and what we're trying to do in democratizing high performance, it's get people into the right products at the right time for them. Right. And that's the best because the quality of our, in our industry is quite scary. And there's a reason why pro and college sport teams can only work with so many brands. It's because the certifications that we have to carry to work with those brands are really hard to get and they cost a shit ton of money. What are um, some things that the audience can look out for in their supplements that are a huge red flag? There's a lot of things. The challenge is our industry is not regulated. So what's on the label doesn't have to be what's in it. Oh. Right? And so- Which we know to a degree, but like give an example. Yeah, give, give an ex- I'll give an example about us. So we sell vitamin D. Vitamin D is really simple. Super simple. We failed a, a production run of vitamin D because it somehow got cross-contaminated with a banned substance. A what? A banned substance. What's that? Uh, like just something that's not allowed. Something that's impermissible within sport. What we do with that production run, it goes into a dumpster because we can't market it based upon our certifications and our product standards because that supplement, that vitamin D, the most simplest of like, vitamin D is super basic. Why is it so simple? Just as an It's just vitamin question. D, but it's- like it came in cross-contamination. Like, like there's no way vitamin D should do that. But in the manufacturing process, right, it, it could have been on a truck. It could have been in a warehouse. It could have been on the same production line, but it failed. And what we have to do is we have to dumpster it because of our certifications. Most brands don't certify anything or even test it, right? And there are two certifications that pro and college sports can use. One is called NSF. The other one's called Informed Sport and Informed Choice. These two logos. Right? On Those the two logos yeah. on the package. And basically they don't, only test for banned substances. They test for actual what is in the product is supposed to be in it. So banned substance, like there's whatever, 250 banned substances by right, the, the Olympic standards and pro sports that you can't take. And if you take, you test positive for a drug test and you miss out on seasons. Me as a consumer, don't want to take banned substances unless I'm knowingly taking banned substances to increase whatever I want, right? And then number two is if it says it has 20 grams of protein in it, I want it to have 20 grams of protein in it, not 16 or 26. And that is not regulated either in our space. What we do is we also have label claim accuracy. So we've actually have things that come out of spec. And what we have to do is we have to apply to get label, our labels changed to meet those specs. So like if we're like in a hydration product, if we had too much sodium, we'd have to change the label to be accurate. And there are oh, some, there are great brands out there that do that, right? That follow this, but not that many. And just because we say we're, th- because a brand says they're third-party certified, that could mean like you have somebody come in to make sure you don't have rats in your facility, 
right? That could be third party certified, but like there, these two governing bodies are incredibly important. Um, because this is what's regulating all college sports or professional sports. sports. And so they have to, and you know, Olympics, yeah. and they have to measure that to make sure that everything's yeah. on an equal but, playing field. But let's say someone at home does have a huge vitamin cabinet of all different things. Is there anything that they can turn the label over and look for that you have seen in a lot of vitamins that you're like, this is bullshit. Cause I feel like you're like the vitamin the, detective. I, I don't know if I'm the vitamin detective. I think the <laughs> challenge is when you think about vitamins and supplements, like to get 80% of the value, you don't have to do only 20% of the vitamins and supplements matter, right? And then to get that last 20%, it's so dialed and so specific, but the, the impact is so low. So what we definitely do as Americans and society is, it's like, oh, let's just take the kitchen sink and then we don't do anything, right? Because like, oh, I took 20 pills today, I, that's too many, and then you fall off. Whereas really there's like, five things that matter to all of us. And then we should optimize around one or two other areas, not like take the kitchen sink. So I would say some of the things that were like sucralose is the devil. We know that, right? And that's not going to be in any of your, your encapsulations, your pills, but sucralose is really, really bad, right? And we know that there's a ton of things. Huberman talks about all the like, but it, it's found a lot in powders, right? Gels, drinks, Etc. right? Fake sugar, fake sweetener. So if you um, see sucralose on the label, you're just- yeah, you should probably stay away from it. Right. And, and some sucralose is okay, but like be smart on that. And I'll say the other thing that's really important around supplements is understanding what the effective dose is. And that's something we've worked very, very hard at with our experts is actually what is the effective dose that matters? Omega-3 is in a great, is, is a great example. Omega-3s right? People think fish oils, right? And our brain. So anyways, little known fact, omega-3s are really, really important for our brain, right? Our brain is made up of DHA or the most common fat in our brain is DHA, which is one of, uh, one of three omega-3s. And we just don't get enough omega-3s in our diet. But the challenge is when you look at omega-3s, right? You can go to big box store and buy fish oil, right? But it don't, might only have a hundred milligrams of omega-3. Is it also true that some of that fish oil is like maybe not so quality? It, it's just fish oil. Like same, it could be like, it, it doesn't mean, fish oil does not equal omega-3. Did you see, I don't know if you've Got seen it. on Twitter, there was a lot of people, there was at one point, I actually messaged Andrew about this because okay. there, there was like, like a thread going on about people saying don't take fish oil because it could be rancid or like a lot of them, but I, I'm assuming that- A hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. So the quality- I'm eating all your oil. stash, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's that my personal stash that I brought to Austin. <laughs> but the challenge, challenge with fish oil is you need high doses, like an effective dose. So 100 milligrams of DHA and 100 milligrams of EPA it just not make is, not, is not an effective dose, right? And we know we need a lot to make it effective. And omega-3 has some really cool things around cognitive longevity and the studies around it from cognitive longevity and cognitive performance is real. Like, 10,000 clinical studies around this. And this is like, if you had to pick two supplements that every human being should take, omega-3 and creatine, male or female, right? I want to talk about creatine yeah. with you in a minute, but yeah. keep going. But, but um, not all omega-3s are created equal. Creatine is pretty much created equal across the board. So if you pick up 50 different omegas, I guarantee you where you source it from, right? The amount in it is going to be vastly different. And so what's really important, really high amount of DHA and EPA, right? Critical, the two critical ones you get, right? We have 1.6 grams total per two capsules, which is real, which is as many as you can get. It's only DHA and EPA, 
rather 800, than 800 milligrams, milligrams of each. each rather than when you look at a lot of of omega 3s it will be like 100 milligrams of this and 100 milligrams 100 milligrams of dha 100 milligrams of epa and then a gram of fish oil and fish oil is just it just might as well be olive oil or might as well be oil right for that matter it's just fat from fish but it doesn't have those core components of it. So that's really important to understand. And also like an omega is a great example because where you source fish from matters, right? Mercury content, heavy metals, is it sustainable? There's like a lot of really important things, but people don't think about that. And the quality, so the quality of fish oil, it's very, very different. Now, when you talk about the quality of vitamin D, not, not that different. Right, vitamin D is essentially a commodity. I'm yeah buying the fuck out of your omegas yeah. because I'm thinking about the omega I take right now, and it's like we have this omega. I haven't tried this one. At the I, house. Hoard all, I, I hoard I hoard the stash. I, uh, the one I have in my room is a different brand, and I've I didn't even think about what kind of like what the fit is it farmed is it wild that matters right it does i want to know more about creatine. My, you mentioned it earlier. Michael wants to know too. I, creatine is a little testy of a subject with women we i feel like we don't have enough information it's something that i just started taking and i'm a fan of i would love to hear your opinion and it's interesting because i have taken creatine my entire life just always i think a yeah. lot of guys that get into weightlifting yeah. they take it and i only take i take like five grams a day or whatever it is yeah and feel great but when i first introduced her to it she was so scared that she was gonna like get water weight and bulk yeah. up and all this stuff so i think like you demystifying a lot of the the assumptions around. Yeah. Give us a TikTok clip for this. TikTok clip. Oh my God. I'm like anti, I'm like the most anti-TikTok human ever. Start with that. Yeah. <laughs> Start. Creatine is really misunderstood. And so creatine is like one of my favorite ones because I didn't know this about creatine too until probably three or four years ago. And so if I go back to what's most important to me is cognitive longevity. I hit my head for a living. I was a pro football player, right? I'm scared of dementia, Alzheimer's, all of these things. And creatine and omegas are the two things that have, right, very, very well researched around, around cognitive longevity. But creatine is just a basic amino acid. And basically, it helps optimize your, your, your cells within your body, in your brain, right? How do you consume, right? It helps optimize when uh, those cells that consume a ton of energy. Creatine's impact on cognitive performance is very well studied now, like very, very well studied and very well understood. It just has this terrible stigma. It's like creatine is like the broiest of all bro of all bro things. Well, because I think it these reminds guys... me of meat in 2018. Meat's PR has changed, and creatine's PR is changing too. Yeah, well, because I think to. a lot of these, I mean, of the broiest bro stuff, is like these guys would take like 30 grams of creatine. Yeah, a day. you got to load, and it's. Guess what? Guess what also consumes a ton of energy? Your muscles and yep. your cells and your muscles. So when you're training super hard and you want to gain weight and get lean, load up on that creatine. Shit works, right? Like, like I was an athlete in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like creatine, I had no idea was good for your brain. But now what's happening in prone college sports and even in, it's, it's fascinating, even in the most elite military special forces, they use creatine as a neuroprotective and a neuroregenerative product. They are prescribing it to their athletes, right? Or their special operators. Doesn't it help with sleep as well? It, it can, I mean, like, like it can have all those benefits, but creatine is just such a critical amino acid for our body. So anyways, creatine is fascinating. It's something that most people are very confused. And creatine costs no money. That's Essentially, cheap. creatine is cheap. Like, and creatine is a pure commodity. Whereas like, I just talked about how different omegas are. Very, very different, right? Quality matters where it's sourced from. 
Creatine monohydrate is creatine monohydrate is creatine monohydrate, essentially, right? You just want to make sure it's just creatine monohydrate. So when people are in market and they're looking at different creatine brands, it's not like the same as Omega where you could have a completely different source, completely different quality. It's pretty much across the board going to be the same. Very, very similar. And my guess is it's probably coming out of the same place. But what about specifically with creatine in women? Is there any, because we were talking about off air, how there's differences between men and women. Should women take creatine differently than men or no? Small dose of creatine, right? How much? Two and a half to five grams a day, right? And that's right when you think about cognitive longevity, et cetera. Anyways, not to go down that rabbit hole. How do you take it? Do you take it after a workout, before, during? I just take it daily when I take my all my stuff. I normally take it in the morning, That's how right? okay. post-workout, et cetera. I am someone who travels a lot. And I'm constantly trying to be healthy when I travel, but it is a struggle. But leave it to the Westin Hotels to fix this issue. Okay, you guys. First of all, they have over 200 destinations around the world, and they're committed to all things wellness. So what they've done is they've made travel an opportunity to actually enhance your well-being. They have like this whole situation that's dedicated to move, eat, and sleep well. They even have a Weston workout fitness studio. It's equipped with state-of-the-art equipment and you can customize your workouts while on the go. They have like Bala products that you can borrow during your stay. They really thought of everything. You can do your own thing in your guest room with workout and recovery gear It's all available on On Demand through Weston's Gear Lending Program. You should know they also have Eat Well. They have Weston chefs and craft design dishes to keep your well-being in mind. So they've really zoned in on portion control. They think about nutritional balance. They're just committed to helping you eat healthy, nourishing meals. And lastly, they have Sleep Well. This is all about recharging your body and mind with a restorative sleep. Weston's even has a renowned heavenly bed. So they really thought of all the things health and wellness wise at Weston Hotels. There's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well. So you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. Let me tell you about the Curl Secret Auto Curler by Con Air. I am not the best at doing my own hair. I'm just not that skilled at it. So what I'll do is I'll go and I'll get a blowout and then I'll sleep on it. And the next day it gives me like a really effortless curl, but the curls get messed up when you're sleeping on it. So I need a little touch up. And what I've been using is the curl secret by Conair. It is right here. It is absolutely amazing because it has an anti-tangle technology. Okay. So what I've been doing is when I'm doing my hair. It's so nice that I can show you guys visually. I'll do like a vertical curl and it gives you a soft, effortless, simple, easy curl, but it's not overly curly. It's not curly Sue. It's not too much curl. So it's really nice for a touch up. And (laughs) I know this is weird, but it's really great for someone who is not that uh, skilled in the hair department. So I like to use it in the morning after a blowout. I sleep on my silk pillowcase and then I use the Curl Secret by Conair. This is amazing and I'm really happy to recommend it because it's very affordable. Like I said, it has that anti-tangle tech and it keeps your hair super smooth and protected while styling. So there's also like a heat protectant element to it, which I think is amazing. It's a ceramic barrel. If you are like me and doing your hair does not come easy to you. This is amazing. It literally takes me two minutes to just touch up my hair. But most importantly, it gives you a nice, effortless, easy curl, not too curly. 
Shop Curl Secret by Conair exclusively at Ulta. There is a new product in town that I cannot shut up about. And that product is colostrum. But I have to tell you, out of all the products that I've tried, and you know I have tried a lot, bovine colostrum is it. First of all, I learned recently because we had the owner of Armra on the podcast that bovine colostrum harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that rebuild the barriers of your body and fuel cellular health. You guys, I have been using this every single day, okay? First of all, Zaza came home with a cold and I took my colostrum and I'm going to tell you how I take it. I took it every single day and I did not get sick, which was really cool to see. I also learned that colostrum is like pre and probiotics on steroids. So I got the unflavored Armra colostrum and I take a scoop of it and put it in my mouth and swish it around. It tastes like a milk dud. I am addicted to this taste. I don't know if it's something primal in me that just loves the colostrum or they also have like this incredible watermelon flavor that is so good over ice. My kids even love it. They open their mouth and go, ah, it's really cute. We've worked out a special offer for our audience. Receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash skinny or inner code skinny to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A dot com slash skinny. What is your energy cocktail for supplements? Like what is, because I'm going to get into your nighttime cocktail supplements, but what is like your go-to if you want to wake up and you want to have a great day and a great mood and just be like on it. I don't know if I have an energy cocktail. I, so I go back to, again, like what's most important for me. I go cognitive longevity, sleep, connective tissue health, right? And then hormone support because hormone trickles up to all those other ones. And that's what I focus on. Stop. Right. So we have like alpha GPC is a great cognitive performance. I'd very rarely take alpha GPC. It's really good, but I'm just like, that's not in my hierarchy of needs. Again, like I take a lot of pills, right? I, I take like four of those omegas a day, right? I double dose because I know the impact, like I'm scared shitless of my brain, right? Like that is one of my motivating factors in life is like, how do I just know? because of football and all the football? Hits? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I know I did material damage to my brain, like to my gray matter in my brain. Like that's, that's a known fact. I hit my head 70 times a day for 10 years. Have you ever done a brain scan? Yeah. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky, right? Yeah. I'm really good, but that doesn't mean shit, right? Like my, like, again, genetically like lucky or something, but like my grandpa had, you know, a deteriorating brain disease, right? Like it, it, all of, uh, again, I think the next frontier, when we think about where optimization goes is brain health, right? And why do I think that is? Because if you, you might be the unlucky one that gets heart disease or cancer that we can't catch or can't cure, right? We can fix all of our knees, whatever. But this, once this goes, we're nothing, right? And right, I know you guys had uh, a Tia on, but like, like health span versus lifespan, right? Like my goal is to not have two years of my life where I am lost and confused is to live a full life, right? Yeah, be or more in some sharp. cases. Yeah, be cognitively sharp. Anyway, so that's my heart. So what do I take for energy? Like I drink a cup of coffee in the morning, realistically. And then, but my stack, so my stack is I'm habitual. 
on creatine omegas. If I don't do anything else, those are the two things I do. If I travel and I forget that shit, I'll go buy stuff at the store, not my stuff. Like it's, but like now it's, now I'm in my head, right? It's like, I care so much about that, right? Number two thing I, number two thing I always do. I always do our, our sleep stack, right? Not always, pretty religiously. And we every can night though, pretty much. Yeah. Magnesium, L-theanine and apigenin. Okay. And it never has, and then I actually wanted to ask this one. Of that's the what he roofied me with. Yeah. That's what I roofied you with. You have these little sleep sacks that we travel with and I take them He's at like, home take too. This, take this. But you don't get a diminishing return if you take it every night? No. Okay. So it'll be the same. Right. All natural. Ex- exactly. Okay. So he's going to do it every single night now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And can we also take a magnesium water on top of that? Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So go We're on. We're all magnesium deficient. So go Let's on, go on with your list. I want to uh, hear this list. I'm really dialed into the Tongat Fidoja hormone stack. And I would say in our, in our portfolio of products. That's the one that makes the penis hard and, <laughs> and does, the sex doesn't stop. If you want to be scientific. If, you want, to, yeah, if yeah. you want some horny goat weed. and That's not horny goat <laughs> weed. Some, some natural Viagra. <laughs> I would kidding. say, I love it. But I would say the, like, right, it is great for testosterone support. And I would say this is the part of our portfolio that has the most science up and coming. So Tonga and Fidoja are, are natural products, right? Plants. And Tongat's really, really interesting. And in it it has good clinical research behind it. It's still a growing of, uh, base of evidence. But essentially, Tongat is like an upstream and it has cascading events in terms of testosterone production, right? So it helps influence the systems that help produce testosterone in our body. Now, Fidoja, on the other hand, like Fidoja is a really new, not well-researched supplement or, or molecule. But Fidoja helps with luteinizing, lutein, uh, LH, which is a hormone, can't say it on air. I can't say it. I just can't pronounce it. And basically what that does is it helps free testosterone. And so both of those things are really natural testosterone ages. And if you take your stack, is this something that you do for a period of time or can you do it consistently every day? Like, is this like, you know, with creatine, you're going to take it daily with special daily, but, but this, is this something you like? You should cycle. Okay. Right. You know, I would say go down the rabbit hole. If, if you're a dude or your husband's interested in this, with Dr. Huberman and a guy named Kyle Gillette, Dr. Kyle Gillette. On his podcast. Uh, on, Huberman. on Huberman's podcast, they go into it. And yes, you should cycle on and off Tongat and Fidoja. And it's a, a little bit of a different one. And, and some of the recommendations is like Tongat 11 months on, one month off, right? And Fidoja could be right four weeks on, one week off. Okay. type of thing. And so if you're a man and you're listening to this and you want to boost your testosterone, this could be an interesting all natural way to do yep. it. And if you're a woman and you, and you want the man in your life to boost his testosterone. There's some really cool anecdotal. Again, Fidoja is super early in its research. I would say in our portfolio of products, if there's one product that in the next three years that we don't carry anymore, it would be Fidoja. And that just based upon if the body of literature grows and it, and it shows it doesn't do anything, like it's the only one that has so early data, right? Like it's got a, a really cool mouse, mouse study on it, right? And more data is going to come out on it. But anyways. You mentioned, you know, obviously you saw that we had a Tia on the show, but, and we talked about TRT and we we're talking yeah. about like how sometimes a lot of young guys dive into this stuff way too early without trying other things first. And yeah. It could be real problematic. So I think like, again, if you're thinking about boosting testosterone, this would be maybe a more or a smarter way to approach it before you think about jumping to TRT. A hundred. That's my thing, right? Like I'm, uh, right. The smart people in my life, like when you're thinking about TRT, I'm like, I'm not there yet. I'm, there'll be a day I pull that trigger. I, sure. Someone messaged me about yeah. it. I said, I for sure will think about but, it at some point, point later in life, but at 35, 36, no. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I got like two on you. Not much. 
you know? And I'm like, I'm not ready for it. Let's do some natural stuff. And I, and I historically have pretty low T. So testosterone and brain injury is actually pretty well connected, um, which is really fascinating. Anyway, and we can go, we can go into like, they actually prescribe testosterone to guys in the NFL because of, because when you have too many concussions, your T can, your testosterone levels wow. drop pretty significantly. And you're like out, like you're so low, you're like dangerous at that point. You know, it's crazy. Uh, you just wouldn't think of a bunch of football players are all like hyped up and revved up and muscled out to have low T, but yeah, it's the brain. It's the brain, right? It's the brain is so important. Those are two really interesting ones that are definitely kind of at the, you know, I'll call them like products at the pace of discovery, like new products that are coming out. And we worked with our experts to say, hey, should we have these? Should we not have them? Like, where should we source them, et cetera, on that? And testosterone for men and women is very important. Can a woman take this or is this? Uh, no. That's where like, I'm not smart enough. Like the smart people say, hey, there's a role for Tongan Fidoja. You would have to look females. at your hormone levels. Yeah. yeah, hormone levels. And I would get smart on that. But again, right? Like male's hormone cycle, like we're, we're, like, we're just cavemen, right? Like testosterone peaks, like whatever, whenever, sometime in our early 20s. And then it just slowly dies over time, right? And depressing. it's depressing, but- I don't when, feel bad for you guys yeah. at all. And the then shit th that we have to go through all, oh, your testosterone you th yeah, goes yeah, down. Yeah, when you think about a female's hormone profile of like menopause, perimenopause, like all these things, yeah. right? It's insane. Like and then, after I had a baby and he goes, what's wrong, wrong with, with you? you? <laughs> I'm like, but, uh, what's Carson, wrong take that out of this episode. Check it out. Edit it yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when you think about, right? So if you're naturally like right naturally have a cycle like your hormone you have four phases a month whereas like our testosterone doesn't change significantly in the course of three years probably yeah right and they're talking about four different four different periods in a month for a female plus then you have like right all of the crazy things that happen childbirth breastfeeding well are you on right I'm lucky to be around really smart women in this really small experts in women's performance and we are we as a society are just starting to begin to understand how a female hormones and cycles and whether they're right, whether they're on birth control or not play into the interactions on everything, right? Like our bodies, males are super simple, right? Because our hormone profile is pretty consistent. You know what I was telling Lauren though, which is really been interesting. She just got into weightlifting in the last two, it's been two years now that she started weightlifting. And I think, you know, you know, the bros have always known about creatine and a lot of this supplementation and, and whey protein yeah. and different protein. But like, I think this is a new topic for many women. Not yeah. to say women don't know about this, but it, I, I know at least in my wife's case, like I'm introducing to her to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And I think more women should know about this kind of stuff because men have been using this for performance for years. Yeah. And I think a lot of women are sometimes scared of these kind of things, thinking it's going to change their profile or their composition. A thousand percent. I mean- Aimless plug for Stacey Sims, who's one of the leading female experts in physiology. And she is like all women should strength train, right? When you think about bone density and long-term health and wellness. And that doesn't mean get yoked, look like a CrossFit athlete. That just means like go in and do something with a, some load, right? And the I don't, importance of that. Yeah, that's not my goal to get yoked. Yeah. I, I, all I've seen since weightlifting, and I do it four to five times a week for the last few years, is my body composition has completely shrunk. Like, my clothes fit differently. I feel different when I carry myself. My I feel stronger in my body, but everything feels yeah. small. It feels like a shrunk wrap me. Yeah. So that's why I'm like always talking about it on the podcast because I think that so many women have heard bad PR for weightlifting. And it's really incredible. I think it, like you don't have to get yoked. Yeah. That's not the purpose, right? Right. 
weightlift. Th- this is just resistance training, right? Just a, a way of life. And anyways, it's quite fascinating. And I love to hear you say that because there is this huge stigma around weightlifting, like for, both for men and women. It's like weightlifting is not like throwing weight around and getting jacked, but you might want to get jacked. Like I don't mind like getting jacked and like who doesn't like a jacked, right? A fit, who doesn't like a fit? You'll never partner. regret being jacked. Is the, I guess yeah. is what the way but I describe I it. You don't, it. Doesn't need to be the main goal. There's so many different things too, along with gaining muscle that you get from from strength training. I think that I, I was talking about this on another podcast, but the way my skin is attached to my muscle because I'm such a skin fanatic is different. Like I can see my skin is tighter around the muscle. It, I it looks younger than it did before I started weightlifting. Yeah. Even the skin in my face, it, it looks like glowier and tighter from building muscle. I know that sounds nuts, but skin is like what I do. So that's something that I've noticed. And I look at, you know, one of my really good friends, Kim Kelly, she is huge into weights and she's, I think she's like 50, but the way that she looks is her, her skin is just tight around the muscle. I can't explain it. Yeah. And I think a lot of women don't realize that there's so many other benefits. The serotonin, or I don't even know if it's yeah. dopamine boost that you get. I'll walk in and have be having a really bad day and I'll lift weights and it like diffuses the bad mood. Yeah. I would like to talk about something that I feel like you're the perfect person to ask. I had a girlfriend that got in a car accident and she had a traumatic brain injury and she got severe depression. And the problem with it was, was she looked normal. She looked fine from the outside, but she had this crippling, almost suicidal depression. Yeah. And everyone kind of was dismissed her because they're like, well, you look fine, like kind of get over it. I don't think people realize the effect that traumatic brain injury has on depression and anxiety. Uh, Yes, is the answer. Um, I I had a really smart person when I was playing the NFL. And one of the reasons why I walked away from the game was basically said, hey, son, any, everything underneath the chin, that's carpentry. We fix that shit with hammers and nails. Everything above the chin, we don't even know about, right? Like, he's like, that's like warp speed shit, right? And so, and, and this was a decade ago, but th- to say like, we still don't really understand how the brain works and what we know and what we've learned in that last decade, right? These great, right, great professional football players and, right, the suicide rate of special operators, all of these people, they're not killing themselves because they're not high achieving human beings. They're doing it because their wires got screwed up from traumatic brain injury, whether it's a car accident, getting blown up in Iraq or taking a big hit, right? It, it's all the same. And so I think there's so much, there's not a lot of great information out there and we're still learning so much about what it is. Like, so I, I have three boys and my middle boy uh, in this winter had gotten a really bad ski accident and was unconscious, unresponsive on the mountain and oh, had a terrifying. Had, uh, terrifying, like terrifying, terrifying. He's totally fine, but had a traumatic brain injury and we spent seven days in the hospital with him. Oh, and oh, I shit. am incredibly lucky because I have people like Dr. Huberman and other incredible minds that are neuroscientists that focus on this, that are treating, right? The super secret people in the military and how they do deal with TBI. And I just called them and said, what should I be doing? 
And like we talked about omegas and creatine, is it okay for a six-year-old? Why? Right? And, and I'm sitting here and like the top neuro, neuro, neurosurgeon or whatever at the, at the hospital or at, he had no idea that there was this research on it. And basically I was like, Hey, I'm going to start giving my boy omegas. This was like day two in the hospital, right? And low doses of creatine. And he's like, why would you do this? There's no data on it. Which is scary in itself, not to throw shade no. at that guy, but that's kind of alarming it, as well. It is alarming, but that's not how they're trained, right? Like he's trained to cut open a kid's brain. He's a pediatric neurosurgeon, right? He's trained to cut open a brain and like release swelling on a brain, right? But when you think about like those two little things and he went home and, he's like, and he came back the next morning, he's like, I had no idea that there was this much research on here. And it's like, creatine omegas do no harm. Right. And it's like, those are the types of things like to your friend of like, you just want to understand what are the really like low cost, do no harm, easy things to do that could potentially help. Right. And it's like, Hey, take a cold shower for five minutes a day. If that helped your friend, she should do it. Right. Not saying that that does. Right. But there are things that are out there that are super simple, but they're not well known. And we're still learning about the brain, but the brain, Right. You mentioned your friend with traumatic brain injury. That's what I'm scared of. Right. Because I didn't have one major event. I had thousands of small events. Right. And when we think about how many of our great, right, men and women who serve our country are committing suicide, that's because they're, that's not a, they're a psychological disorder. That's a wiring disorder. Right. That's because their wires got pinched, shut off, changed. They have swelling whatever that may be on the brain, we know that to be true. And so I think where, where I'm really passionate about going and one of the things that, the things that I want to do the most advocacy around is long-term brain health. I would love to develop a product with some of the smartest people that, that just touches that space. Cause I think it's the next phase. We talked about this, like we're going to, like our bodies are going to outlive us, right? Unless we figure out how to make this go longer. You, you, we were talking off air and I was, and I don't know if you can even share this, but we were asking where you were coming from. You said DC and that you were doing something or speaking to Congress. Yeah. Is that around this kind of subject? So we've won 10 government innovation contracts now and momentous has momentous has, okay. and these awesome. are around optimization and performance, both physical, cognitive, et cetera. And because of that, we've, we've really garnered a lot of respect within, within the government. We're, we're really one of the only companies in the space doing that. And we're doing clinical research and actively trying to develop new innovative products in our space or clinically validating existing ones for different use cases. And so some of what we, what we learned in some of our work with the military is there needs to be a ton of advocacy work and we need to change some policy. And so we took this approach this year of, Hey, we want to go because of our relationships with the DOD, we want to go share some of that with Congress and the Senate. And we got a, a huge reception and we got invited to host a briefing on Capitol Hill about four months ago on traumatic brain injury. And we brought in an expert panel to talk about traumatic brain injury, supplementation and other things that are being done. We brought in the top dietitians in from the military to talk about what they're doing in SOCOM because what happens in special operations is very different than what happens at the 101st Airborne, for example. For example. And then we brought in some of these practitioners from pro and college sports teams that said, hey, this is our protocol. This is our neuroprotective protocol. This is our post-traumatic or post-TBI protocol. This is what we know about light, et cetera. And we brought in one of the experts from the UFC. Anyways, so we brought this all in to brief certain members of Congress that were interested around TBI and what can happen and what we should be doing and some of the challenges that are facing. 
And then this week, we the other area that I'm we've become really passionate about because we just see the huge gap is female performance and female specific supplementation for that matter. We don't know much about the female body. We just talked about that. We most clinical research is done on on white men, eighteen to twenty two, right? Like that's a really easy population to study. And really a lot of things around performance are that as well. And so understanding how the female body interacts at different times of their cycle, how they should train during their cycle. We're really passionate about building this product around female connective tissue health. So women are three times more likely to have a soft tissue injury in the, in the military as men, right? And that's basically during one of the phases of the menstruation cycle, the luteal phase, you have the most joint laxity. Right, and joint, joint laxity is super important when you have a baby. But when you're an athlete playing soccer or you're in the gym and you're not trying to rear a child, joint laxity is not necessarily super important. And part of that, one of the doctors we work with out of UC Davis has a belief that collagen absorption and synthesis is blocked during that period. And collagen is really important to connective tissue health. Going down the rabbit hole. So we're, I believe that TBI and female performance and optimization are kind of the next two big things, but we need policy to change and we need some advocates in there to change how research dollars are invested, right? We need to change how we think about things, right? And how we think about easy solutions like an omega-3 for, for TBI. Um, and how are, we're, how are we expecting, right, our military to be an effective force when we're counting on women? to be an effect part of the military because we can't train women the same way we train men. Women and men can do the same thing, can do the same tasks, but they're going to get there in a different way. Right. That's just like, we, we can't ask them to train the same. I under, don't get yeah. why that's like such a polarizing conversation. It's, it's, it, it's it, not polarizing, but it, it takes policy change to make it happen. Right. Right. And that's the thing of like, it needs to be talked about. And yeah. that's, that's she's so, saying polarizing. Like some people will take issue with saying that men and women can't be trained the same way, but you're basically, you're yeah, well, this. I mean, to quote Dr. Stacey Sims, women are not small men, right? You don't have a penis. Right? Like to also, be straight up. But right? I also think like, thank God I don't have a penis because I have other assets that I can use that you guys don't have. And I will also say, no, yeah. thank I just God don't get don't, why the yeah. energy of like, it needs the, this equality thing. Like we're exact equal people. Like we're just not exact. Our equal. physiology we have is different, not the same. You said we can get there, but it's got to be different ways. We have different superpowers. Yeah. I am grateful every day that you don't have a penis. Yeah. It really, it's like something I am thankful. It might be yeah. fun for a night. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Jeez. Uh, there we go. I don't know for there yet. But you know, I think a lot of this stuff, I mean, first, I think it's awesome what you guys are doing, but also like best of luck doing like all of it. Because like, I mean, I know how hard it is to implement small changes in big organizations. And now you're talking about a government entity and advocating for all this stuff, especially in a culture where, and I imagine like many people are frustrated with this, including yourself, where it's like you jump to the extreme fix before you get to the root right. cause of things. And I think that is, you know, that has from an industrious standpoint, gotten us very far. But I think from a health standpoint, it's not. But I, to, to me, right? Yes, it's hard and it's a big audacious goal, all of these things. But I think we're all called, right? You all have an amazing platform. We're all called to do good with when we have, right, great power uh, or great access. And one of the things that, right, I was just around people who gave back a lot growing up and just saw the impact you can have in communities and lives and that little people can make big changes. And we have this incredible access and incredible platform. And some of it was like, we were just in the right room at the right time early on in this company where we got some government support, right? 
to like, we, we've received four and a half million dollars in federal funding, wow. right? To do like, to help fund and build our company and build products. Like that's, wow, right? But also with that, like we need to give some back to, and we have this platform to go on. Like we want to be the anti-supplement supplement company. Like we want to do things. Why can't we do advocacy work and be thought leaders in the space? We should, we are, that's our goal, right? Like if we just want to sling some subs out of the back of our, our car, like we're doing a shitty job, right? Because we make high quality things that have high costs, right? We're premium and it's kind of complicated, right? If we wanted to make a lot of money, we would just sling low quality things, do really good branding and marketing, which our business is not great at quite yet, but that's not who we are. Like I, I believe myself and my co-founder, I believe we're called to be able to make an impact in the world and we can do make money make an impact, do good, inspire change. And, and you, you leave DC and it was like, all you need is one champion. You just need one congressional office or one congressional member to say, this is important. We did it on TBI. We found a Senator that was like, holy shit. Why are we not doing this? Right. Creatine costs like 30 cents a day. And he's like 30 cents a day. And this could help protect people with TBI, our soldiers, our special operators. Why aren't we doing this? Like, it's like, like they more ammunition or more gasoline drips out of a fighter jet, right? The cost of then the creatine. So it's like, all you need is one champion to do it, to make change, but you don't get change if you don't try. Sure. Right. And we walked out yesterday and we had whatever day it was Tuesday. And we had some of the smartest women and men in this space and female performance and optimization. Like we had one of the first ranger, female rangers ever pass ranger school, which is like total badass. Like I want to be here when I grow up. Right. Like she's done the, she's been the first of almost everything she's done, but there are also people in there that were on day one of their journey. Like you have, like these people are the top, the tip of the pointy spear. But what, what I'm proud of, we gave them a platform to communicate with really powerful people that create change because excellence is built in silos. Change is built in ecosystems. Hmm. Right. And excellence will always be built in silos. Right. And you got to break down those silos and build an ecosystem to create change. I think that's something that a Dr. Huberman has done, right? He has taken excellence in multiple silos, broken that down and built an ecosystem, right? And that's what we're trying to do is like, if you can break down these walls and create opportunities for these really smart, talented people, just have a platform that's not their own platform, talking to people that are just like them, that believe the same exact thing, you can inspire some change. There is really no excuse when it comes to working out because there are so many options now at the tip of your fingers. And Allo Moves is one of them. Allo Moves is a streaming on-demand wellness platform. It features yoga practices, fitness routines, meditation sessions, and so much more from one of all of our favorite brands, Allo Yoga. I am a big fan of their Pilates classes. I find it so easy to integrate it into my day if I'm having a busy day but want to get a workout in. But I also like really like their guided meditations because there's one that's a sound bath and it's so relaxing and nice. What I do is I just roll out my nude mat. I get my ice water. I sometimes put on a podcast and I put on my aloe moves in front of me and I just follow along. They have beginner to advanced. Super easy. They really have everything, though. They have like a gua sha tutorial, dry brushing, face yoga, they thought of everything. So flexibility, variety, Moves has tons of fresh content and you can do it wherever, whenever. So like I said, no excuses. 
find the health and wellness routine that works best for you with Allo Moves. Go to allomoves.com and use code SKINNY20 in all caps for 30 days free. You guys, they're giving you 30 days free. Plus, you get 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com in all caps, code SKINNY20, and you get a free 30-day trial plus 20% off an annual membership. It's all about the small tweaks, not drastic changes. And obviously, that is what you can trust from Restylane's family of hyaluronic acid dermafillers. This is the filler that I have used in the lining of my lips. I'm very specific. And this one gets the job done. The one that I used was Restylane Kiss. And it was just so natural. They are known for their hyaluronic acid filler. There's been over 65 million treatments worldwide. Everyone is very unique when it comes to their face. So Restylane is not a one-size-fits-all situation. They have like Restylane Lift for your cheeks. They have Restylane Define for your chin. They even have Restylane Eyelight for your under eyes. So everything is designed for whatever area you're targeting. The Restylane family of products are indicated for people over 21 years. The most commonly observed side effects are swelling, redness, pain, bruising, headache, tenderness, lump formation, itching at the injection site, and impaired hand function. To learn more about the serious but rare side effects and full important safety information, visit WrestlingUSA.com. Receive $20 off when you join Galderma Aspire Rewards today. Membership comes with exclusive rewards and discounts so you can earn points and start saving on your qualifying Restylane treatments today. Visit AspireRewards.com to start saving now. Again, that's Aspire, A-S-P-I-R-E, Rewards.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you listened to last week's episode, you had heard an episode that Lauren and I just did on five foundational behaviors that will absolutely enhance and change your life for the better. If there was a sixth behavior that I could add, it would be adding AG1 to your morning routine. Lauren and I have done this for close to four years now. That's how long we've been taking this supplement. And it is because this is the one supplement that if we could only choose one out of all the ones we've talked about, it would probably be this. AG1 does so many things. It replaces your multivitamin. It replaces your prebiotic, your probiotic. It has your adaptogens and all of your foundational nutrients that you want in a supplement. What we do is every single morning, we take a scoop, dump it into a heaping glass of water, and boom, that's how we start our day. We're hydrating, and then we're getting all these essential nutrients nutrients, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food sourced nutrients right into the system. My energy is off the charts, as you can see here. My under eye circles have gone. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. They continue to innovate. And since 2010, they've improved their formula 52 times in the pursuit of making the best foundational nutritional supplement possible through high quality ingredients and rigorous standards. And of course, we have an offer for you. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 one and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash skinny. That's drinkag1.com slash skinny. Go to drinkag1.com slash skinny. That's drinkag1.com slash skinny. Check it out. Well, I think what I love about what Huberman's done, not, not to go so far with him, but like he's He's taken such a scientific approach and presented it in such a digestible way for anyone that's interested in, you know, health, yeah. well-being, wellness to understand that it's like, it's really hard to refute a lot of what he's yeah. saying. It's the same thing with the Tia. Like these guys, like the reason they're becoming such authorities in their space is they've taken things that affect every living human on the planet. Yeah. 
and they've made it digestible and it's not with a spin on it and it's not with some bias. It's just like, this is what the data is showing based on the studies we've found. Um, and I imagine when he sees what, I mean, obviously you guys work together, but what you guys are doing here, um, the mission from both, both parties is very aligned, which is like, you're just trying to present the best information with the best sources and best ingredients and the best yeah. products possible. Yeah. A hundred percent. You are obviously a very high performer yourself. What are some things that you do besides supplementation on a day-to-day basis? Like you mentioned cold shower. What are you doing? What are your pillars? That's a really good question. I would say I prioritize my sleep. Pretty what does that look like? I will prioritize sleep over exercise and I will prioritize my family over both on that. And so I would say I'm really active. Like I have a treadmill desk. I love to ruck, right? Put weight on my back and I just walk on my treadmill desk. Like it's being on Zoom meetings is the most boring thing ever. And I'm so <laughs> thankful that this podcast is not over Zoom. Uh, There's no way we would have done it with over Zoom. It's, it's terrible. Zoom is the worst thing ever for what it's become. So I exercise pretty regularly. I always, like I train, when I train, I train pretty hard and I do a bunch of stupid shit because it's fun. What's like, get, get specific on that. Like when, just for context, when you, when you say you, when you train, you train really hard, like what does that look like? So I have a group that I train with in Park City and they're ex-Olympians, ex-Special Forces, ex-people like me. And we do, and there's this guy, Hobie Darling is his name. He was the former, former CEO of uh, Skull Candy, the headphone company. Oh yeah. He's uh, out there. He's yeah. Like, he's like a big fixture out there, huh? Like they, he, oh, he moved, huge. He, didn't they move the whole, wasn't that whole company out there? Yeah. The whole yeah. company, it's headquartered in Park City where we are. He has this crucible event that we do every year and it's like crazy. Last year, our crucible was, I'll, I'll walk you through it and be patient. It was, we started with 250 burpees. Oh you my did God. A ten, you did a 10 mile paddle followed by 10 mile stand-up paddleboard, followed by another 250 burpees followed by a 20 mile mountain bike ride, followed by 250 burpees, followed by a 20 mile, 20 pound ruck, followed by 250 burpees. Like, let me just, nobody finished it. Not one person. No. Somebody might've went to the hospital. No, nobody finished it. Like the purpose is it's a crucible. It's supposed to be scary, incredibly hard. How far did the first person get? The front group did 14 miles the ruck. I I stopped doing burpees at 620. So like, I didn't like, I was in the front group, but I was just like, I'm, I'm done with burpees. Also, I'm, much larger than every other human being that does this. Yeah. Like for you to do a bunch of burpees at your size, like burpees that. or rock or ride the bike. It's just mass like equals more force equals all these things. Anyways. And I'm broken. Burpees hurt. And 600 burpees is a shit ton of burpees. Yeah. Like I can't. Anyways, I it, challenge it, anyone right now do 50 burpees and see yeah, what it's like. It's terrible. Yeah. Anyways. So that was one, that was a day we did a crazy swim run, swim run. And so we're always, and, and Hobie, Hobie does a lot of programming and it's like, can you puke? Can you not puke? Um, but is this mostly like, are you doing mostly this, this kind of stuff where it's like these extreme things? Or are you doing like consistent weightlifting? Oh, or? consistent, consistent weightlifting, consistent. We, in Park City, there's also the Utah ski jump and we, we run the stairs, right? It's a huge, a huge, huge amount Damn. of stairs. But we just like, and then we go in and we like, like Monday I did back squats and RDLs and I went for a little run and all those things. You're like, always active. J- just trying to be active. But like my ideal world is like, I train for an hour and a half every day. And that happens once a month, right? I normally like get 50 minutes. Like I have 50 minutes to do something, right? And that's just because I prioritize, I prioritize what makes, like I can be active. I can ruck and talk on the phone. I can do all those things. My family makes me happy. If I don't sleep, I'm a disaster. Um, and 
that's really important. So you asked, I cold plunge. Okay. I have a plunge, love it. Aim, like best product on the market um, on there. And I eat pretty clean, uh, not super clean, but I eat pretty clean. So no, but when you, know you what? say you have a plunge, like that's the brand plunge. The, the plunge, yeah. That's the one that's white. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly what we have that on the blog too, you guys. They're amazing. That's, that's it looks like sort of like a beautiful bathtub. It is. I yeah. mean, it's like it looks good. You know, that's like you don't have to fill it with ice. Yeah. Like it's like it's just ready. Yeah. It's cost effective. Yeah. Yeah. Sauna? Um, no, I don't have a sauna. It's on the to-do list. It's on the to-do list. It's, yeah. You I like sauna. I would love a sauna. I would love nothing more than a sauna right now. But you know what's so interesting is like I, you know. We talk to a lot, a lot of people on the show, and then all personally, and some people like whenever I hear someone say, like, "I don't have the time," like the, when I met you, it's, I think you were rucking on your treadmill, just walking, and that was <laughs> in an introductory meeting. But the yeah. point is, is you can people can get creative and find ways to move their body. Just saying you don't have the time just means you don't care about prioritizing. It's just it. BS, right? Like we can all have time to like move the body, and we don't. You don't need to go to zone five. Like you don't need a red line. I mean, it's good to redline sometimes, but you don't need to like, just be active, right? Like that's what we're called to like, we're built to move. One of my favorite ones is when I post a book on Instagram stories and someone will respond to me, how do you have the time to read? And I'll literally voice note back and be like, if you're on Instagram consuming my content, you have time to read. So true. It, like if you're watching someone and you're like, I don't understand how they have the time to do that. Take the time that you spend watching someone's content and put it towards your own life. Exactly. That'll give you time. A hundred percent. I mean, for me, like whatever, I'm staying down the street and I'm on the 14th floor. I just take the stairs. Right. And that's like two more minutes than the elevator. But that's an impactful five minutes. Well, I think life. it's about also being creative with time. Like when you say you're on the treadmill and you're rucking, you're, you're have your desk there and you're zo- like, you're doing a lot of things at yeah. once. I think that there's ways to creatively habit stack things. A hundred percent. Right. And also just, you know, not, I'm not a big fan of multitasking, but I love a passive multitask. So taking your calls while you walk outside, like it's just putting those little things together that you can where you can. So the really big thing that sold me on a treadmill desk was it actually allowed me to focus way better. Yeah. So what I realized when I'm on Zoom, I'm checking email, doing texts, all these things. If I'm sitting, if I'm sitting in a phone booth or at my desk, when I'm walking, guess what you can't do? You can't kind of listen and type and do all that. Like, it's you and the screen, right? Like, cause you're walking. And so like, it makes me way more present in my conversation. It feels like you're in person yeah. because you have like this physical sense of there and you can't like, you can't do more than one thing. Just like in person, it's like, I can't look at you in the eye and give you my full attention while I'm texting or all It's why stuff. it's one of the reasons we won't do this show without it being in person. Like yeah. we literally, like we've had quote unquote, big names request to come on the show and the only way they'll agree to come on is if they do it zoom and we'll, a huge name we'll, like we'll say no and we'll just be like it's had to say no it's very, and, and it's it would very make, hard but it, i know it would make a headline it would get a buzz and be a big guest no, but i just know it's like not the same everyone's gonna be distracted nobody's gonna be paying attention i don't have this interaction yeah. i can't tell if it um falls out i will say and i'm not maybe the audience knows there's one person we did that was a quote-unquote big name and it was on zoom with the fancy setup and it was the last time we've ever done an interview like that because it was just not the best from anybody because again, like I think a lot of human conversation is like, it's this, it's the interaction. Yeah. I need to see you. I need to actually see your facial reaction and understand yep. when to go and not to go. When you take all that out of it, I understand zoom can be effective for some things, but it is, it's a great tool. It just COVID made it like 90% tool. 
I also just, I'm more late to Zoom meetings than I am to in-person meetings because people don't know when to get off that thing. It's like, just sometimes you got to just hang up, you know, move on. It's a little (laughs) awkward. It's like, do we, it's like, we got to go, you know? Yeah. And it's not as personal. Like, I don't want to stand up anybody. No. But on Zoom, you're like, that's it's just a computer. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. Can we do a code? Can we do a giveaway? Yes and yes. Okay. Let's do code skinny. Code skinny. Boom. I am going to suggest, since I just tried it, the Omegas to everyone. I think that that's a really great product for my audience specifically to try. But I'm going to let Michael suggest something because he has a sleep cocktail. Well, because I think you have the sleep packs that are already the pre-portioned proper dosage that you guys have come up with to get the optimal sleep cocktail. Yes. And if I'm flubbing this, let me know. It is basically, it's four pills in there, right? Five pills. Five pills. Okay. And it's the magnesium, magnesium, free and eight, which, which is really important because not all magnesium is the same. Magnesium free and eight is the clinically validated form of magnesium to cross the blood brain barrier. And apigenin. Apigenin. And that's, that's it. That's it. So, so it's like, it's probably, is it, it two pills? It's of the three mag- mags. Three mags. One and one. Yeah. And so if you take that, you're going to sleep like a baby. This to me is way better than, um, what's the product that everyone was taking? I, I don't even, it's gotten a bad name over the days. Calm. No, 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 no. There was a thing that a lot of people thought that you take, but it would like wait. You oh, wait. Melatonin. melatonin. Yeah, melatonin, yeah, which devil. I think people should know. Like, no, I, melatonin's not good. I do not like melatonin. I don't know how you feel about yeah, it. Yeah, melatonin, melatonin, if used correctly, can be beneficial. So we have a product called Elite Sleep, and it has a very small dose of melatonin. It was designed with pro and college sports teams, and it was designed when you cross multiple time zones, right? Well, that's we, how they use it. Or when you need to prioritize sleep because melatonin is a hormone. Right, very important to realize that. And messing with your own melatonin, you become dependent upon oh. it. So that's why you got to be careful. That's with why this. you have to be careful. But when you need to change your circadian rhythm and your body clock, it can be beneficial. But like, I don't like like it is unless you need to prioritize sleep that night. And it's like, oh, I got a game tomorrow. I got something huge that I need to make sure I sleep. Melatonin's okay, not habitual. Uh, I mean, even though the data says. It's non-habit forming at a slow do- low dose. No, I, that's why I had to yeah. stop because I noticed that I was at one point when I was doing it, we were traveling a lot. I was like, I kind of was like taking it all the time. But with with the sleep cocktail, you can take it all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's just three natural, right? L-theanine comes from from tea. Apigenin comes from chamomile or grapefruit. And then magnesium threonate is just mag- magnesium. It's just the most bioavailable form of magnesium for your brain. And then for the last thing, I'm not, I know this is two things, but I think for the men out there or the women that are interested in this for their men, the Tongot and the Fedoja that you guys yep. make, I think is best on the market. And if you're interested in boosting testosterone or yeah. experimenting before you jump to something like a TRT or whatever, I think. A hundred percent. We're is, the only, only brand that actually has third-party certifications of those two products yep. too, solid. which is super important. I love what you're doing. I think you're awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm yeah. so glad Andrew connected that you guys. We'll and do it again. Yeah. I love hope it. that you give me a sleep cocktail every single night. And I'll expect it on my bedside. All right. Love Got it. it. Thank you.